The voice of reason. The voice of alarm. The voice of stats. The voice of scouts. The voice of Kool-Aid. The voice of dismay. The voice of Davo. Hey, you take it. No, I don't want it. You take it. No, you take it. That's what this game felt like, didn't it? Two young siblings battling and trying to give something away. Welcome in to Clubhouse Conversation. It's your dish for Game 3 of the Angels series and the final game of a brutal nine-game homestand for the Royals. Thank God that homestand's over. The Royals finished 3-6. and six. A tough 10 days here in KC between blowing several one-run games and some late-inning bullpen stuff that happened and hitting balls right at guys, facing Cy Young pitchers every other day. It's been a rough 10 days. The Royals do get out of this one, though, as they defeat... Their first walk-off victory of the year, by the way, over the Angels, 5-4. to four. They're the last MLB team to earn a walk-off win. It's about time, right? And overall, this was not a pretty game for either side. I mean, both teams really did try to give this game away. Let's start with the Royals, because they started early and often trying to hand this game to the Angels of Los Angeles at Anaheim, at Fullerton, at wherever the hell they're at. Top of the first inning, the Angels are already ahead 1-0. Boom. Second pitch of the game, Cole Calhoun goes deep to right field off of Jeremy Guthrie. Thank goodness we get him out of town, too. He's been smoking this as serious, Cole Calhoun. 1-0. Then Mike Trout singles. Albert Pujols flies out to left. Josh Hamilton strikes out. So you're thinking, okay, it's 1-0. Runner at first two outs. Get out of this. We're fine. And Guthrie does. Or at least it seemed like he did. He gets a high, lazy fly ball to right field off the bat of Eric Ibar. But Lorenzo Cain calls off the center fielder, Gerard Dyson, who seemed to be doing the correct thing of coming over and coming over and probably should have just taken the play. But then again, Cain's got the seniority as far as, you know, he's a normal center fielder. He's kind of the man over Dyson. And Cain called him off, so Dyson did peel off at the last second. Probably didn't peel off enough, maybe. Seemed like Cain kind of saw him out of the corner of his eye, kind of looked up, and the ball dropped. Scoring Mike Trout all the way from first, making it two to nothing Angels. By the way, if you want to talk about mistakes, it didn't matter. But Ibar, with his speed, is standing on first base after that. Didn't even make it to second base. Talk about lollygagging it down to first base. I'd be pissed about that if I was an Angels fan or Mike Sosha. So a small mistake didn't end up mattering, but he should have been standing at second base at the least. But anyway, that Royals mistake leads to unearned run number one. So that's mistake number one. Number two came in the bottom of the second. The Royals are down two nothing. Uh, and Salvador Perez lines out. Omar Infante then singles to left. Danny Valencia singles, but then Omar Infante thrown out by Josh Hamilton trying to go to third. That's the second out of the inning. Valencia does advance to second, but you're down 2 nothing. You would have had runners at the corners. Instead, runner at second, two outs. Escobar strikes out swinging. So you run yourself into a big out there. That just can't happen. Mistake number three comes the next half inning. The Royals waste no time at the top of the third. Cole Calhoun leads off with what should have probably been an easy ground ball to Omar Infante. Eric Hosmer went quite a ways to his right to field the ball. Infante could have easily had that and thrown him out. But, you know, whatever. Hosmer fielded it, but then threw high to Guthrie, deflected off of Guthrie's glove, and the runner goes to second base. That's Calhoun. Trout walks. The Royals get a double play ball thanks to another review going their way off the bat of Albert Pujols. So you've got a runner at third, two outs, but Josh Hamilton takes advantage of that fourth out. The Royals should have been out of that inning. Takes advantage of it. Doubles in Cole Calhoun. Mistake number three directly cost the Royals a second run. And then the last Royals mistake came in the bottom of the fifth. You have two on. Escobar at second. There's two outs. Dyson at first. 
And you've got your hottest hitter coming up, Lorenzo Cain, who ended up with four hits and five at-bats, including three doubles for Locaine. And Escobar is picked off second by the pitcher. You just two outs, you're going to score from second on a knock. I don't know if they had a double steal on. I don't know really what the point is at that point. I mean, you got a guy at second and first, great speed on the base. He's your hottest hitter. They're already in scoring position. Just let him let him swing. Either way, Dyson, or excuse me, Escobar gets picked off. So th- there's four mistakes right there. Two of them directly were unearned runs that were obvious that cost the Royals runs. You have to think the Royals should have and probably would have come through either first and third one out or the first and second two outs with Kane up. You figure the Royals would have picked up another run there. Basically, the four mistakes directly handed the Angels three runs. So the Royals gave the Angels three runs. But the Angels, they weren't going to be outdone. At first, it seemed like they were. But nope, nope. They decided to join in the party. It's fun after all, right? Top of the six, Albert Pujols leads off. Should have been an easy double. I don't know if, if he was... Really, if he's really hurt, he kind of limped. I know he's had that whole hamstring slash groin issue forever. But either way, should have been an easy double. He didn't even slide going into second base. He just goes into second. Alex Gordon throws him out. Escobar cuts it. Infante applies the tag. That was just pathetically embarrassing for Albert Pujols. I don't care if he's injured. Slide. And he stayed in the game. He couldn't have been that hurt. (laughs) Of course, a couple hitters later, Eric Ibar homers. So that costs the Angels a run. So now the Royals are, you know, have handed the Angels three. The Angels give one right back there. And I understand. I understand you can't always say that same thing would have happened, blah, 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 had that happened. I understand that. But we're being – we're just proving a point here that neither team played well and that both teams tried to hand this game away. And, of course, the biggest, you know, of them all came in the bottom of the ninth. The Royals got their first walk-off of the year, like we said, last MLB team to do it. It was gift wrap, no doubt about that. Billy Butler takes strike three. Surprised he didn't get tossed for showing home plate umpire with a little, you know, right hand. Like, hell no, that wasn't a strike three. I don't know if the umpire saw him. He's kind of looking down. But Butler gets called out looking after a horrible bat where he swung at a horrible pitch, took a good pitch, and then took strike three. Billy Butler now pacing for four home runs as we are at the 81 game mark out of the DA spot in the American League. Four home runs. I digress. Out one recorded there. Alex Gordon, 0-2. You could almost call this. A mistake, too, although this is more of a, a physical mistake, although I guess the ensuing one is as well. But Alex Gordon is hit 0-2 by newly acquired Jason Grilly. Gets on first base, and Salvador Perez, horrible approach, goes up there, hacking at a slider low and away, tries to pull it. First pitch, routine, room service, 6-4-3 double play hit to Ibar, right? Nope. Ibar throws it to Kendrick, who misses the ball, whiffs on it. It goes you know, into shallow right field. AG advances to third. Royals have runners at the corner forces the Angels to bring in that extra infield, or the rover, if you will. And Omar Infante wastes no time lacing the winning hit into left field. Royals win it. And the, the final tally of gift wrapping, the Royals gift wrap three runs, the Angels two runs in this game. Pujols, you know, pulling up and getting thrown out. Home run two batters later. Angels directly handing it to the Royals with their defense in the bottom of the ninth. So both teams played bad. But don't be one of these fans, quote-unquote. I've... Seen and heard some Royals fans that are like, oh, we didn't deserve to win, and I'm not going to be happy. Come on, guys. We gave them more runs in this game than they gave us, and we still won. You know, don't I? And the Angels didn't play flawless either. It's not like they truly deserve to win this game either. So you take the win. You, I mean, the Royals have given away plenty. It's, you know, they got the one back kind of in Toronto that kind of started the last winning streak and got the Royals going. And it didn't start the winning streak because they lost the last two in that series, but it did get them going in the right direction again when they split in Toronto. That was the, the Saturday game there that the Royals won. 
believe that was Saturday, wasn't it? Was it Friday? No, it was Saturday. So maybe this will lead to something now. But before we move on and, and preview Minnesota, let's talk a little bit more here about the offense and then the Royals pitching today. Offensively, the Royals could have and should have done way more with C.J. Wilson. He was awful. No command. Didn't have his control. He walked four, gave up seven hits in three and two-thirds, but only four runs. He struck out three. The Royals just between the Omar Infante base running gaff and they hit some balls really hard that were right at people, had some questionable approaches. I thought they missed a couple balls up in the zone. They just didn't really do as much with C.J. Wilson. And it's hard to say that. You know, it's, it's rare to say you forced a guy to throw 90 pitches in three and two-thirds and got four runs off of him and had the bases loaded when he left, and you're disappointed in that. But I really kind of was. The Royals could have done more with that. And KC was then shut down from then on out, which seems to be a big theme this year. They have one big inning, and that's kind of it, which is both a good and bad thing, I suppose. Anyway, Lokeen continues to be the Royals' hottest hitter. Four for five with three doubles, two RBIs, three knocks for Omar Infante. Danny Valencia got pulled early because the Angels had no lefties in their bullpen and to improve the defense after Valencia nearly cost the Royals with what could have been mistake number five. That eventual double play that was overturned in the Royals' favor. But two for two for Danny Valencia. Nice job. He had a run on an RBI in just four innings of play. And let's give Jeremy Guthrie big credit. Jeremy Guthrie. I mean, how many guys would go out there, especially younger pitchers in that situation, and with your defense playing the way it was, and kind of fold? Because, I mean, I was really frustrated watching that game today. And I'm sure he was frustrated, but you couldn't tell. He went out there like a professional and kept pitching. And you might say, well, that's his job. You're damn right that's his job, but he did his job. And we've seen too many times, maybe not this year, but the last several years where the Royals or other teams, a pitcher will unravel when things go wrong, like outfielders not communicating and letting the ball drop, you know, or Eric Hosmer with an error that led to another run. I mean, two runs right off the bat and all those extra pitches that Guthrie had to throw just based on defensive mistakes. You see your offense, you know, the base running is just bad and you just start thinking, what the hell? It's a hot day. We're in a slump. What is this? But no, Guthrie didn't do that. Great job by Guthrie. Six and two-thirds, two earned runs. So really it should have been seven plus and two earned runs most likely because he should have probably gotten deeper in this game had he not had to throw all those extra pitches. But six and two-thirds, two earned runs on eight hits. Guthrie case four, walks two. ERA now sitting at three, six, nine for Jeremy Guthrie. Some people try to call him the five-starter. Right now he is not pitching anywhere near a five-starter. Guthrie looks like a solid good number three right now the way he's pitching and it's not like it's been a fluke he's been doing this for some time now he's missing more bats like i said today he only struck out four which is nothing compared to his recent games of nine and nine but still jeremy guthrie's getting the job done out there deserved to win today didn't but just a, a phenomenal job by jeremy guthrie is he went out pitch again for the royals next weekend so let's give kelvin herrera some big credit too he got the biggest out of the game though so Jeremy Guthrie gets a six and two-thirds only on tour and runs, but a lot of that's because of Calvin Herrera, obviously. Bases were loaded. Jay Guts gets the first two outs in the seventh. Looks like he'll cruise through that seventh inning, possibly even come out for the eighth. His pitch, you know, his pitch count was under 100 at that point. It was something around 95 as he faced two outs and nobody on there in the seventh. But three guys get on base. I thought Ned Yost did stay with Jeremy Guthrie, one batter too long when you had first and second. You had Guthrie over 100 pitches, and Mike Trout coming up to see him for a fourth time. I thought it was a mistake to let Guthrie face him. Guthrie pitched him well. He did walk him, but threw some nice pitches, threw a real close pitch on the 2-2-1 that could have gotten the Royals out of the inning. But Herrera comes in, bases loaded. Throws ball one on a changeup. Throws a fastball. Albert Pujols pops out to center field to draw a dice, and the Royals get out of it. Still tied. A no decision for Jeremy Guthrie, although he deserved a win. 
So great job by Kelvin Herrera, who continues to strand runners. I believe that's, what, 10 of his last 12 runners, I believe, have been stranded by Kelvin Herrera. So nice job there. Wade Davis in the eighth, one walk, a scoreless inning, and then one, two, three for Holland with two Ks in the ninth. He gets the win as the Royals walk off. So our final thoughts on this homestand. Three and six, obviously not where you want to be. We said coming in five and four was the goal. We said four and five was acceptable. Anything less wasn't good. Well, three and six is only one game away from four and five. I'm willing to move on, and I mean, you just have to. I mean, it wasn't a good homestand. The Royals aren't going to face that kind of pitching in, in the in, you know in such a short time again until the playoffs if they make that you know if they make it this year, and maybe still not even then because you're not going to be facing the Dodgers until the World Series. So the Royals faced great pitching on this homestand. They were close. I don't know if it's a good sign or a bad sign that they played so many one-run games or two-run games in this homestand. What, every single loss but one was by two or less? Just the one yesterday? Which is just such a weird game. By the way, sorry for no uh, dish yesterday. I was out there at the ballpark the entire day. Went and got some drinks afterwards. By the time I got home, it was about midnight. I wasn't thinking clearly, and I'm just like, Ugh. no one wants to hear me talk about the game yesterday. It was such a weird, bizarre game, and just forget it. So, the Royals did take two out of three against the Angels. That's impressive. Let's try. It. You know, I, I always preach take things series by series. Seattle was awful. The Dodgers was so so because the Royals damn near won that last game. Probably should have won two out of three in that series. I'm still kind of upset about Salvador Perez not catching, but that third game. But two out of three against the Angels. I don't care if it wasn't pretty today because. As we pointed out, the Royals still gave the Angels more than the Angels gave the Royals. So today was a fair win for the Royals, and they take two out of three. They get out of town now within three and a half of Detroit, who loses today to Houston. Now they've got to take on Oakland. So the Royals have a, a really a golden chance in Minnesota. Let's talk about that. As a three and a half behind Detroit, you really like to gain at least one of those games back in these next three days because, you know, the Tigers nearly got swept, by the way, by the Astros. Had it not been for a big home run by Ian Kinsler yesterday, they would have been swept in that series. So that did help the Royals. And, God, I, the Royals just seem like overwhelming favorites in all three of these games. Could they could they go in there and pay back the Twins for sweeping them their first trip in earlier this year? I'm not going to predict a sweep, but they absolutely have to take two out of three. Absolutely. Listen to these matchups. Tomorrow it's Danny Duffy against Johan Pino. Two starts, two appearances this year for Pino. Ten innings. Seven runs on 12 hits, nine Ks, two walks. So extremely small sample size. You can't tell too much. He's 6'2", 190, 31 years old, 6.30 ERA. I mean, if, if he doesn't reek of AAA slash 4A pitcher, I don't know what does. Against Danny Duffy, who's been lighting the roll on fire. Rails have to win tomorrow. They're big favorites tomorrow. Uh, I would imagine in Vegas they're probably minus 170 tomorrow, 160 maybe. The Royals' big favorites tomorrow against the Twins. Then on Tuesday, you like him again. James Shields against Ricky Nolasco. Nolasco, 4-6, and six, a 5-7-4, a 1.59 whip due to 125 hits and 95 and two-thirds for Nolasco, the righty. So the Royals facing three righties in this series. Pino and Nolasco on Tuesday. Yeah, 125 hits and 95 and two-thirds. James Shields should win that game on Tuesday. I'm just breaking him down, but game by game, it's baseball, so of course what should happen does not mean it's going to happen. But then on Wednesday, another big favorite for you. Jason Vargas tries to rebound from his second toughest start of the year as he takes on Kevin Correa, who's 4-9 and nine with a 5.08. 90 and a third, 111 hits, 1.45 whip. So the Twins are just really throwing out, to me, a 4A pitcher and two has-beens in this series. 
small sample size for Pino, but 630. And then you've got Nolasco with a 574 and Correa with a 508. And you're throwing Duffy, Shields, and Vargas. You absolutely have to win two of these three games. A sweep is really deep down what you should expect, honestly. But you, it's what you should expect and dream of, but you shouldn't. I guess you can't assume a sweep, but you do have to. You do have to win this series. There's no doubt about that. You've got overwhelming slam dunk matchups in all three. The bullpen's in pretty decent shape going into tomorrow. You'll have Aaron Crow at 100. percent You'll have Francisco Bueno at 100. percent Michael Marriott's 100. percent You know Holland can go tomorrow again. Davis can probably pitch tomorrow. Herrera only threw two pitches. So basically, every one of that bullpen's available tomorrow, except for Bruce Chen, who probably needs one more day before he can go maybe two innings starting on Tuesday again. So the whole bullpen, but Chen is available. Your bullpen's in good shape. You have over 24 hours to heal up for tomorrow. Should go into that series, you know, outside of Aoki. And, of course, Hochever, who's out for the year. But outside of Aoki, the Royals are pretty much pretty good health-wise for this time of the year. So we'll see what happens. The Twins are 5-5 five and five in their last 10. They snapped a five-game losing streak, thankfully, today against Texas. You don't want to go into a team that's lost six in a row because they're just basically due to win a game, I feel like. And the Twins probably will win one of these games. But if you get two out of three, I'm fine with that. So you want to win tomorrow to give yourself the chance at the sweep and to almost guarantee two out of three. You get that game tomorrow, you're damn near almost a guarantee to win two out of three because I don't see the Royals going in there and flubbing up again. Not for the first time this year. Twins... 1-4, lost 5-1-1. So they were doing pretty well there for a while. So the Twins are a, a solid team. They're much improved from last year. But again, 2 out of 3 is the minimum expectation. We'll hope for more. And we'll talk to you again tomorrow night here on Clubhouse Conversation. Until then, some exciting interviews coming up for you this week. We'll be talking to a prominent Royals pitcher this week on Clubhouse Conversation here in KC, a current pitcher. We'll be talking soon to a Royals Hall of Fame pitcher. That's coming up soon. One of the more intriguing guys from the 70s used to pitch for the Royals. He's coming up soon here on Clubhouse Conversation and a player from the mid-2000s. Some teases there about future interviews. Remember, you can always download us and take us on your device. You can stream us on the website here at Clubhouse Conversation. Follow us at Royals Clubhouse on Twitter. Appreciate you spreading the word and appreciate you spreading the word. And